Wow. Do we have an incredible guest or what with me on today's episode? We have Steffi Raw, and she's a sex worker. Now keep your minds open because after speaking with Steph, it really changed my perspective on how I see human beings in the sex industry and how sensual and spiritual this kind of work can really be. I think society believes people in this industry are less than others in our community and look down upon people who choose this industry. Steph uses her words articulately in a way every person can take in. That is, if you're free of judgment. Please remember, if you're listening today and you find yourself making judgments of this lifestyle, have a look in the mirror. Have a real hard think of why you find the need to make judgment on how other people live their lives. I have no doubt Steffi Raw will join us again soon. So after listening to this episode and you have more questions that you'd love for me to ask, DM me on Instagram at the High Frequency Females or send us a message via our website at www.highfrequencyfemales.com.au and I'll ensure I get those questions answered. So enjoy today's episode of the High Frequency Females. Hello and thanks for joining us on the High Frequency Females podcast. Tonight I have an amazing guest with us. Her name is Steph and she's an incredible human being who's doing amazing things in this world. Um, She's lived many lifetimes over through her careers and she's very bendy. So let's say hello to our bendy Steph. How are you? Hi, I'm so good. Have I told you all the things I've done? No, I think I just sort of read it here and there, what you posted on Instagram and everything. So let's give a run through of who Steph is. Okay, so let's start with, uh, we'll go with career. Yeah. I've always done stuff that's like interpersonal, so like customer relations, so a lot of retail early on, but then got really into health and fitness. So personal training, yoga teaching, colon hydrotherapy. I read that last night. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Literally. So that, yeah. So that was definitely one of the more quirkier jobs and then transitioning from that into something even possibly quirkier is the escorting. So that's my career life. But always just, I've seen this like theme, this commonality of just being with people, just like interacting with people. Yeah. Yeah. And we have so many questions to ask you. You know, I've especially your to mom. my mom. <laughs> Shout out to Michelle. <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. And my friends and everyone <laughs> is really supportive and wants to know what the world is like for someone that is an escort in, you know, modern society and what it's about and everything has been so supportive and kind. But the main question I keep getting asked is, how do you prepare for an appointment? Like, do you go through the same things as you're going on a date? Can you walk kind us of, through? Yeah. yeah, like it really depends on the duration of the appointment. So, yeah, and also whether I've seen that client before, like if I know what to expect. But yeah. when it's a new client, it very much feels like you're meeting somebody for the first time and there's this excitement of like, you know, I screen them. So I speak on the phone, I get a photo. I generally have like a feel for them. But I guess it's just like when you're on Tinder and you've spoken to someone and you're like... Yeah. What are they going to be like in person? So 
if it's a shorter appointment, um, time is of the essence and I have my systems, right? So they arrive without being too um, business about it, you know, just casually ask for the money, get the cash up front, always girls. Yeah. And then, you know, a little bit of chit chat, get them in the shower and then it's business time. But, you know, for those shorter appointments, I will deliberately wear like lingerie and a lacy robe and high heels and just look really sexy. So they walk in the door and they're instantly about it you know um with like a longer appointment it's a bit different though so like the longer the appointment gets the more it becomes like escorting and less of a sexual service it's like we're spending time together and it's about connection yeah so I'll usually dress kind of more like the girl next door slash sexy girl next door and offer them a cocktail or a wine or a a beverage or you know like just put put a bit more effort in. Is it um, more about the emotion with those experiences? Yeah, it's more about a, a, an um, emotional connection for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, and then for like if it's somebody who I've seen before, sometimes I get really casual. Clients might say like, don't worry about the lingerie. Like, And yeah. certain clients I just roll out of bed and I brush my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't put any effort in, but that's, you know, I know that that's how it is. It's really comfortable yeah. with them. Yeah. yeah. And so how did you, you know, were you always sexually adventurous or was it something that, you know, you love to do naturally and you thought, well, I might as well give it a go? Yeah, I was always really sexually adventurous and curious and open. Yeah. Um, it certainly feels like destiny, like as if it was just a matter of time before yeah. I got into this industry. Like in my 20s, I a few times looked into sugar daddy arrangements or like colder brothel, like what would it, like I just wanted, I had questions. And then the stigma um, or my perceived stigma around it was like, no, you can't do that. That's like so dirty and wrong and bad. And yeah, um, but there's something about me and I, I genuinely don't understand it entirely, but I'm quite, let's say people are attracted to me and my whole life men have been attracted to me in situations when they when it might have been unprofessional or like uncalled for in some way so I've always noticed like okay men are really drawn to me and I think it's just something in my personality in my nature I'm very very personable probably a bit flirty and very bubbly and people are very much like oh my god what is that like they're very attracted to it so I think I learned you know, from a young age that it was kind of fun and yeah. I liked the attention yeah. and I liked playing into it. So the whole escorting thing for me, it's just an opportunity, I guess, to just be who I am around men yeah. and have so much fun with it. Yeah. And so when did you get to a point that this is what I want to do? Well, I, I met a girl doing it and I just had so many questions for yeah. her as and do many of our listeners and friends. They're right. definitely like, oh, my God, you need to ask her this. I want to know <laughs> this. <laughs> I think the main thing for me was do you have to be a messed up individual to yeah. go into sex work? Because yeah. that's such a common narrative. And for me, I had spent majority of my 20s um, doing a lot of personal development, like being yeah. a yoga teacher and getting mad into all this health stuff and spirituality and yes. cleansing and and abstinence and all these things I was like you know I don't feel that fucked up yeah um so when I met this girl doing it and I thought she's pretty well adjusted she seems cool and she seems to enjoy it what's the harm in doing it so yeah. I kind of made a little like promise to myself look do it try it just satiate your curiosity 
And if it doesn't feel good, you don't have to do it again. Yeah. No big deal. Like just dust yourself off. And that just wasn't the case. Yeah. And because like film and television always portray someone that's in that industry to be drug addicted and messed up and abused. And yeah. that's not really the case. There, it, it's not it's not like a black and white thing. And I yeah. think that I certainly do my market research and look to other sex yeah. workers in the industry, like high-class escorts, how they present themselves. And there's a lot of well-educated, beautiful, savvy Definitely. women out there who just they know how to work it. Yeah. And they've dropped the shame story. And that was the biggest thing for me was just getting to a place where I was like, I just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to shame myself about this. Uh, so... Moving to Cairns, getting away from my life in Melbourne yeah. and having an opportunity to like be more me than I was in Melbourne where all my roots was. It, I just felt so liberated and like I can do whatever that I want, you know. Yeah. And yeah, it was a really natural and easy progression to get into. Yeah. Well, I know the first time I met you, I was like, holy shit, you're like the coolest person I've ever met. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, this is I was awesome. thinking the same thing when you rocked up in your pink pants. <laughs> yes, I love my pink pants. <laughs> And I thought, wow, you are such an empowered person and it was so open within, I think it was like 15 minutes, you're like, oh, well, I'm a sex worker. And I'm like, holy crap, this is so cool. I wanted I, to make you my new best friend. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> this is the coolest girl I've ever met. I was like, wow. And even since that meeting, like when, on social media, I was just like, wow, this is a powerful woman that I want to know. Really, Thank like you. it's you're an incredible woman, and I think you know what you're doing. And through all your social medias, you're empowering women by you know just your little posts and your little tips. And this is what I'm doing, and I think you're doing wonderful things. Thank you. And I sort of see myself as a bit of a way shower, like, I've never been, um, quote unquote average yeah. I've not been able to fit into a mold, I've always been really quite extroverted and yeah. outspoken. So, in a way, I just think like. I think my lessons from last year, spiritually speaking, yes. were do not judge anyone for anything, like where, wherever they are on their yeah. journey, it's for them, whether it's to, to teach them a, a lesson, which might be painful, or yeah. it's a, an up-leveling of some sort, just let people be where they're at, and I think with that headspace, I've been able to, like I said, just drop my own shame, like keep peeling back these layers where I can go, no, like I'm really tapping into my creative essence here, and empowering myself to do all the things like yeah. waking up and actually being excited like what am I going to do today you yeah. know it's amazing yeah and I know a question I got asked a lot was like what are your clientele that you meet like are they kind are they nice are you safe yeah it's 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 um wild out there and yeah. I don't meet with every person that contacts right. me obviously but the people who I do see regularly are beautiful men and okay. it's it's a transactional relationship. Yeah. So it is a relationship. You know, you build rapport. It's yeah. not like you can meet with somebody and it stays really like um, superficial in any way. So yeah. the men I see I have real affection for and I know that they care for me. Yeah. And yeah, every now and then I meet people. I, I always take new inquiries and – Sometimes you meet men who are a bit, maybe they don't know it, but they're looking for connection. And yes. so a part of my job is to be tender and be a yeah. woman and to slow them down yeah. and give them something that maybe they didn't realise that they needed. So yeah. it's not um, that you see the, that 
unfortunately, it would be lovely if you just had a handful of regulars and you never had to yeah. deviate from them. But you do always have to take new inquiries. And sometimes there's a process of meeting somebody a few times and cracking their hard exterior, if you will. Yeah. 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 And how do you protect yourself against those weirdos? Um, the screening process yeah. is pertinent. Like speaking on the phone, hearing, yeah. hearing somebody's tonality. Yeah. Um, listening like what questions are they asking are they just asking purely physical questions yes so does that sound fun for me like yeah um so my intuition really steers whether yeah, I like because you're a very intuitive person and you can tell by like just meeting you that you're very in touch with your surroundings and what's going on you're a very intelligent woman and you know have you ever missed like a little yeah. sign, red flag or whatever. Absolutely. And you're just like, shit, I've just put myself in a bad situation. No, I've never felt unsafe. Yeah. But I've been traumatised in the sense of having been scammed and not oh, paid. Okay, yes. And and it was – and this, the thing was the alarm bells were going off. Yeah. But I was listening to somebody telling me lies and yeah. – it was just that inferior part of me going, oh, it's going to be okay. Just listen, just believe them. And walking away from the situation going, nah, there were alarm bells from the get-go. So yeah. it actually happened recently. Oh. And it's really not easy to um, get over. Like it, yeah. it feels pretty nasty when it happens. Uh, so it's happened two times now. Okay. And the first time I thought that would never happen again. Yeah. Uh, but this is why I actually feel it is important to speak about and it's it's important for young escorts or people getting into the industry to know yes. what to look out for and yeah. I've been I, I've been done and I just feel like it'll never happen again and now yeah. I can sort of help people and talk about it yeah and it is one of these things of be so business about it take the yeah. money up front there is no other way yes um but I had to learn that the hard yeah. way yeah yeah so that in to answer your question I've certainly been taken advantage of by men who probably never intended to pay on those yeah. instances, but I've never felt like I was going to be physically yeah. in danger. Because I know I think you were going to fly somewhere away and I was like, oh, my God, she's going to be sex trafficked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I even messaged him like, be careful. I know. But that might have been because I'm addicted to true crime and I think everyone's going to be murdered. You but, weren't the first person to okay, say that. Good, Pretty much yeah. everyone I told about it was like, Sex trafficking is a thing. And I'm like, really? Oh, my God. Like, see, I'm naive. Yeah. But, yeah, I had this person inquire. And for all I know, he really is genuine. Like, I just – I don't know. But he wanted to fly me to, oh, my God, some Muslim country. I'm forgetting now. And to pay me $40,000 for two weeks. And he, we spoke on the phone quite extensively. And, um, you know, it sounded like a pretty sweet deal. And he sounded really nice. But then – Feeling into it, I was like, actually, $40,000 is great, but my life is probably more important Definitely. just in case. So, And I, I'd love to know how other high-profile escorts navigate the international yeah. travel scene because it's very much a thing. And I I mean, I'm sure COVID has affected people's yeah. work lives this year, but I'm so curious to know how other women do it. Well, I was thinking like even driving over to your place is like, gosh, you would have to get private security or some kind of... Yeah. you know, system in place to help protect you because you wouldn't want someone in his position to organise security for you. Fully, because then yeah. he's the one with all the powers. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that might be a part of it. Yeah, and then, you know, 
you could have your own security, but he's wealthy enough to pay them off. And it's like, okay, where do you draw the line of what's safe and what's not? Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So after feeling into that one and and also hearing your concern about human trafficking, yeah. <laughs> the <Sorry>. initial giddy, <laughs> my initial giddy sort of, oh, wow, what a sweet deal. Yeah. Uh, that res- that wore off and I spoke to him and yeah. said, yeah, it just doesn't feel cool. But if you want to come to Australia – I'll entertain yeah. you and then that could be a cool Yeah, to definitely we'll because happens. I guess, you know, you know your surroundings, you know what's around Cairns. It takes, yeah. you know, his contacts, cuts them down quite a bit, of, you yeah. know, and it's a lot harder for you to leave Australia without a passport. But you really do need to have your wits about you. The amount of people who get off on calling an escort and generally it's um, the, the wasting of the time. Yeah. They just want to converse with you and... So I kind of shut conversations down pretty quickly if I feel like yeah. somebody is not a genuine inquiry. But there's, yeah, you're you're constantly having to navigate who's genuine and who's not. Yeah. And would you ever go on OnlyFans or do you have an OnlyFans account? I do. I don't invest much into it. It's more a place where, because uh, I've got my Instagram, so people yes. often will say, uh, can, you, can I see photos? Where can I see more of you? Yeah. And it's just like, okay, OnlyFans, go over there. Thanks, yeah. bye. Oh, so perfect. it's 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 for me more just to save, again, it's all about energy. And I was noticing that I was like having these back and forth conversations with people and wasting my time. Yeah. So OnlyFans is just a place where I can converse with people. Like I say to people, I don't do DMs yes. on Instagram. Yeah. But if you want to talk to me, you yeah. can pay for a subscription on okay. OnlyFans. Yeah. So that's what that is for me. Because I guess OnlyFans is great when COVID really hit for those people in those industries that couldn't work and it was a way to connect to customers without catching COVID, I guess, for yeah. lots of parts of the world. And I've really felt into it and I've experimented with it and at times created content and put stuff out there and been really yeah. interactive, but I'm not a porn star and yeah. it doesn't sit well with me to like put really explicit yeah. stuff out there. Like I'd rather do that more in private in the bedroom but I actually have a lot of respect for top earners on OnlyFans like I'm just being in the industry and like kind of keeping an eye on what other people are doing I am I have people are putting the work in and they're savvy about it like making like $15,000 a week and slaying it I've got a couple friends that are in the top one percent and stuff and they've they've only been in it for like six months oh my lord yeah killing it so So I admire those people and I wish that I could be so brazen as to do that but it just doesn't feel like that's my path do you think you're more of a, a connection with the human being rather than just a screen yeah totally and like before we started um, recording I was talking you were talking about your beautiful boobs and I was like yeah mine could do with a boob lift or something but like I don't know if I care enough to be like yeah that beautiful taut as like aesthetic I do look after myself I have yeah. to do my job but I at the age of 32 I'm like maybe if I was 22 but I just don't think it's worth it for me at this stage yeah and I guess you know everybody and what they you know need for their body whether that's makeup hair boobs you just got to do what's you know, for you, I got my boobs when I was 27 mm-hmm. and I absolutely love them. But, you know, there's other people that, you know, want a nose job or just want to lose weight or not have cancer. I guess yeah, you just got to do what makes you feel better about yourself. And we'll see what happens. My relationship with OnlyFans constantly changes. Like from yeah. literally every every day I'm like, oh, I'm about it. And then the, the next day I'm like, no, nah, I'm cancelling it. Like, yeah. Well, social up. media is very draining, even just on yeah. standard Instagram and you're constantly posting, but then it's like it takes so much of your real life, you miss out on so much. 
yeah as well yeah I do prefer I just prefer the actual interactions and yeah maybe as well I mean to be quite candid if I've got a high sex drive if I'm about to go and pleasure myself I'll think oh Maybe I'll send this to like all my OnlyFans yeah, and make, a, make you know, send yeah, up solid works and that. But there's just times when that in, that motivation doesn't come to me for a few weeks. And when you're with yeah. OnlyFans, the people who are slaying it, they're diligent. They're making yeah. content like every day. So it's crazy. I'm just not that but structured. I guess like you know, if that's your only source of income and you're killing it, mm. you know, yeah, it's like what are they? They probably want to buy a Louis Vuitton handbag or a bloody BMW car. Meanwhile, I want to buy some uh, nice curtains from yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> got a $5,000 quote working towards oh, that. No. Well, you've got a beautiful home and it's absolutely Thank gorgeous. You. So now, juicy question time? Juicy question time. Okay. So how do you prepare your privates for your appointments? I love that question. <laughs> <laughs> like you shower. Oh, so good. Oh, my God. Like, I could give you, you the – laser? I'll give you the full rundown. Okay. So I actually don't like full waxing because I just yeah. get sensitive and a yeah. few ingrowns from um from time to time. Have so you had laser? Um, yeah, I'm pretty blonde down there, so I don't think it works that well for me. Mm-hmm. So I basically, and I've been doing this for years, is the bikini line, uh, the bikini trimmer. So it's yeah. like it keeps it like like literally. I'll I'll flash you later, but I'm very <laughs> fair, so I just keep it like a few millimeters long so it looks quite bare Mm -hmm. um I sort of do my bikini area so it looks really tidy and in terms of like my hygiene like it's so interesting when you need to be on call to have sex you need to have a really healthy flora downstairs so my diet is so important and my getting enough sleep because if I eat too many carbs or drink too much alcohol or don't get enough sleep my flora goes funny So I'm constantly monitoring that situation. Um, there's such a thing as like douching and this is going to be sound crazy, but yeah. maybe some girls know about it. Borax mm. kills, like the, kills like candida. Like the people like back in the day used to mix it with hot water and drink it? Like, um, Do they? I don't know. Boron. It's like a, an, a mineral. Oh, no. I'm thinking of that. What's that? Um, it's like Vegemite stuff. Oh, my no. God. No, no, no. no. Marmite. <laughs> yeah, it's something like that. But it's not. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? You heard it from Tiana. Put some Marmite on your flaps. That'll <laughs> kill a yeast infection salty, right, off, right off the bat. I think it's made of yeast though, so probably not. Oh, Don't yes. do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Okay, so you use this mineral. What's it called? Every borax? so often, like if I've, been, if I've been not had enough sleep, boron, borax, do your research. Um, it's, yeah, it's a bit of an alternative thing. Yeah. When I was younger, I used to get yeast infections and then use like the canister and stuff yeah. and that never did anything. And then years ago, I discovered borax and um, didn't get a yeast infection for years. Oh. And because I need to have the healthiest, most amazing vagina in the world, yes. I just have that in case I ever need it. Yes. Um, but yeah, basically just keep it nice and trim and proper. <laughs> nice. And then what happens if you've got back-to-back appointments? How close do you do back-to-back appointments? I don't really do that. Okay, that's right. Because I'm like thinking, what if you've got to go to one place and yeah. the, the Look, next? Yeah, on look, like- on the rare occasion, I will do that. I did recently, I had an appointment um, and then showered, freshened up. I mean, of course, we're always in, using yeah. condoms and stuff and yeah, and then went to the next. So you just... I, I don't do that very often. The f- when it, the first week that I was doing this, it was really funny. And I look back in hindsight and I'm like, oh my God, you idiot. Because I was busy and I was excited. Yeah. Like the money yeah. was so exciting. 
So I just was like every booking that came through, I'm like, yeah, 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 let's go. And I'd be like half an hour, get out. I've got someone coming in five minutes, get out. And I'd tell them yeah. that they had to leave because they were like about to edge into the next appointment time. Yeah. And then probably those people were just like, I'm not going to see her again because it seems like she's really busy yeah. and that's not a cool thing. Yes. Um, but I guess what's changed since then and now is I – mainly just try to attract like the high ticket things like the the ones that are a thousand dollars and over so I don't yeah yeah, I'm not all about those um little half hour appointments yeah (laughs) like but it's it's just blows my mind I'm just like holy shit my eyes are big and I'm just like I'm just taking it all in I'm just like holy shit a thousand (laughs) dollars yeah well the and the funny thing was the first couple of weeks that I was doing this I was like so aroused yeah I mean I was always on yeah and I think it just over the over time I think it's been like 14 months 15 months now yeah um it's it's more it's a more of a marathon for me these days so I'm kind yeah. of like where's the longevity um how many clients can I take a week and feel yeah. really balanced and yes. not tired yeah and the answer to that is like maybe four or five like yeah. not a lot yeah yeah. And so what sort of – are you on the pill? Are you on any type of contraception or anything I just, like that? I use condoms. I've never yeah. been about the pill. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. like the idea of altering my the hormones. The reason I ask you is it do you find like certain parts of the month you're more aroused Yeah, that sort of stuff? Yeah, the weeks leading up to my period. Yeah. It's actually really funny. My main client who I see pretty much every week or every second week – last week was like oh wow you're ripe I can you're you due for your period soon and I was like how did you know that yeah and like he goes he's like you must be due next week and I'm like no I think in two weeks and then we're sitting there and I open my app and I'm like wow you're right I'm due in five days yeah. well you, you know my cycle better than I do yeah. and so when it is that time of the month do you not work or do you, what do you use what yeah, yeah. so uh, I actually have a pretty light flow which oh, is great good. so I'm only really heavy well, not quote-unquote heavy there's probably two days that I can't work yeah and then on the third day I will have spotting mm-hmm. so often depending on the client I might just say hey like uh there might be some spl- some spotting um so I'll yep. just let them know but there is such a thing as sex sponges okay so I have used them um and it's if you can picture like one of those little makeup sponges yes you push it up so it's at yeah. the top of your cervix they're pretty hard to get out. The first time I was like, how do I get this out? Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I've used them a few times, but I'm also aware that clients know about them and they don't oh, love them. I've spoken okay. about it. Can they feel them? I think because, you know, your cervix like drops at certain time yeah, of the month, yes. times of the month. And I think when you have your period, it might be lower. Oh, okay. I think someone yeah. might correct me on that. But I think it would be obvious depending on the size of one's penis yeah (laughs) we're just talking about bent ones and my that's right my deviated jaw (laughs) yeah some guys might like that yeah maybe (laughs) justin is straight (laughs) now we know yeah so you know i'm just i'm mind blown with everything that we're even talking about because this is not something that i talk about every day and that's why i think when i have spoken with family and friends they're like ask this, ask this, ask this. And then I was bombarded with so many questions. That I was just like, <laughs> I love it because this is my mundane. Like I'm just 
picturing myself just like ho hum getting ready for an appointment maybe like shoving a sex sponge up there not thinking much of it but over in your world it's so interesting yeah I was just like wow (laughs) because it's not something like I get up get dressed whatever go to the gym yeah go to work have a shower whatever it's just so boring and regular and this is something that's totally out of the ordinary for a lot of people and you know I think it's just amazing how you're so open and free to be able to talk about these things and it's the only way for me honestly I don't know how I could live with myself if I had if I was keeping things a secret and it's uh you know I'm a creative person as well so I think that there's so much juiciness and just who doesn't love this this like base chakra like raw sexual stuff we all love it I remember in high school and primary school being obsessed with the topic yeah. of sex. Like it was like my ears would just prick up. Does somebody just say sex? Is yeah. It like it was exciting. It yeah. still is. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to kink shame anybody, but what's the weirdest thing people have asked you to do? Anything weird or out of the ordinary? Look, the weirdest, and this was not something I, <laughs> I accepted because I'd probably be in jail right now. Yeah. Castration. Is that when you cut someone's balls off? Yeah. Oh, shit. Or you make someone – I don't actually understand. Like kick them in. Like I don't know, but I've had a couple of castration – requests and yeah. to them I'm it's like I think there's an inner psychologist in me I'm like what is that for you tell yeah. me more about that and I've learned a little bit about the psychology yeah. of it and I can't remember now but yeah <laughs> but I did wow. I got some answers this one guy kind of opened up to me and you know it came down to like obviously self-worth and like yeah. there was some deep psychological shit behind all of that yeah. um but besides that probably just like role play like uh I'm the hot yeah neighbor and um my wife is out or you know like just people playing into their fantasies and again I just really enjoy that like I get really into character I get dressed up for it depending on what the role is that I'm playing so um any other kinks well once yeah 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 so there was this one guy we'll call him Philip no no, I can't that's my dad (laughs) not (laughs) Philip We're going to go with um, Stu, the spanker. Stu, yep. Stu, the spanker. The spanker. I'm getting excited. <laughs> oh, my God. So he booked me for 30 minutes and he just wanted to spank me for 30 yeah. minutes. Like he didn't take his pants off. Um, I, I think I had my lingerie on, but I didn't take, you know, the G-string off or anything. He just spanked me. And every now and with then. With his hand or? With his hand. Yeah. But I also have this dildo with a suede whip on the end. So I was like, hey, why don't we, you can alternate and use yeah. this a little bit and you know, like if it ever helped hurt too much, I'd be like, ah, like not so yeah. hard. And then so he set the timer on his phone, like 30 minutes, quite a lot. My butt yeah. was pretty hot. And at the end, he the he did the countdown and started like going a little bit harder for the last couple. And then the timer went off and he had an orgasm on the dot. Like it was yeah. wild. And I, afterwards I was like, what is that? Again, I'm like always wanting to know what is that for you? Yeah. And he had an instance when he was like, uh, I don't know, 12 years old or something, on the beach, a yeah. random girl just asked him to come over and spank her in the bushes. And, like, it's forever been his erotica. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is insane. <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> Do the spanker, not Philip. Yeah, not <laughs> Philip. <laughs> so, um, oh, my God, I've just – I've got a list of questions still and I was just like, oh, my God, I keep losing my space (laughs) of like, oh, my God. Um, You know, has anyone ever cheated on their partner with you or? They don't don't explicitly say it to me and I don't explicitly ask. But sometimes 
it'll they'll usually give me some more information like oh she's been quite ill and we haven't had sex in five years and mm-hmm. and I'm like hey I'm not here to judge that's fine um and I know that my sister when I started doing this work like like you she's excited mm-hmm. and thinks it's yep. super cool being a married woman yeah she was like just it's not cool don't sleep with like married people and stuff yeah but I never personally took that I feel like that's not on me that's yeah on them. definitely but yeah, more often than not, I get people tell me that their partner knows about it and that they're yeah. open, especially the younger people. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, but whether people are telling the truth, I, I don't know. It's I feel like a lot of people are basically if they're not having their needs met, yes. men, yeah, they will get them met. Yeah, that's a thing. And so with. You know, we spoke about penises and we don't obviously want to shame penises either, but like, is it time? They're all great. Have you ever been in a situation where you've had to be worried about someone's hygiene in an appointment or? Oh, one time uh, and I just called it. Uh, it was a, and I don't like taking guys in their 20s. Yeah. I don't want to stereotype and say that they're all unruly and drinking piss every weekend and not going and getting like their health checkups every however often. But there was this one guy who must have been like 25 and he had a shower and then we were in the bedroom and then I just could smell something. It was like a bacterial infection, you know? Mm. And I just was like, Hey, I'm really sorry, but like you, your dick smells. And I just had to say like really explicitly, like you, you're, you can smell this, can't you? And I said, you need to go to the doctor because that's, it's probably bacterial, you know, and I can't touch you. And um, he was cool. He said, keep the money, no worries. And I entertained him. We yeah. just ended up chatting and um, – Yeah. Yeah. So that wasn't and the he, greatest scenario. Like it's the only time it's happened. Uh, I've never had an instance – I mean there's – every now and then you get somebody come and they've got like um, – what is it? Like jock itch, like that oh, fungal yeah. – and it's not attractive but I'm like, okay, it's just a fungal infection. Yeah. And there's ways where I can mediate it. Like if yeah. I'm – I am a little bit put off by if somebody had a skin infection or like a fungal thing um, – I sort of just play it how I want to play it. Like, do you want to watch me play with myself? Oh, my God, okay. Like, yeah. yeah. So, But if I ever felt like I was about to risk my own health, I would just shut it right down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I know that's – I worry about your safety and I've only met you, what, six months ago or something? And I'm like, oh, I'm worried about – she's going to have weirdos. I actually – more – more than any time in my life, I'm, like, so onto it with my sexual health and my health in general. Like – yeah um yeah it's it's just I have to be healthy you can't be in my profession and it's so competitive and be tired and haggard and smelly and not looking after yourself you've got to be that person that like you know people look at and kind of you know you need to be that person so I look after myself more than ever probably and so on your site that you know people that you want to chat to you and you advertise and everything. It says the bendy experience. What's oh the God. bendy experience? <laughs> I am super flexible. Yeah. Um, it's really – no one's ever asked for the bendy special. But oh, I wish, no, that's I wish the first thing would. I noticed. I'm like, the bendy special? I'm yeah. intrigued. <laughs> Look, it would just be, I guess, um, I would just show off for them. I would just yeah. do some crazy contortion tricks. Do you do like, like Kama Sutra sort of stuff? And You know, well, sometimes – what is Kama Sutra? Just various different sex. Oh, you're talking Tantra, I think. Is it Tantra? The, like 
No, breathe. Tantra is the breathing and stuff. The breathing. But isn't like um, Kama Sutra the weird like the bendy shit? Yeah, it definitely gets like that, certainly. Like, yeah. look, some clients just like missionary and doggy and then other clients yeah. are a bit more adventurous. Have you ever popped a hip almost? Nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like mid-30s. I'm like, I'll fucking pop a hip if I do that. I probably had a little cramp in my like hip joint or something. I get cramps in my feet all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> but I'll often, even like, yeah, I'll often get people like, damn, you're real bendy. Yeah. You know, okay, like this is so explicit. They're on top. You've got your legs on their shoulders. And I'm like, that's all right. You can lean on me more, yeah. more, more. And then my legs are like touching the wall behind me. And they're like, fuck, are you all right? <laughs> are you broken? <laughs> <laughs> it's the bendy special. <laughs> now, have you ever had a client that's like a celebrity or well-known in the community? Uh, yes. And I don't want to say too no, much, but so very, you know, like uh, businessmen who are very connected around town. So yeah. out of respect for them, I, discretion is very, oh, it's, obvious. It's yes. yeah. yeah. But no, no one famous, more just like Cairns, like a Cairns local that like a lot of people might know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. And waiting really for cool. Kyle from Kyle and Jackie O to call me. He's just got a house in Port Douglas. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> Does he have a girlfriend or partner or? She's hot. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's probably fine. A joint, a joint <laughs> couple. I get, a, I do enjoy my couples. Do bookings. you get a lot of couples? Yeah. Oh, that's good. They're, they're the ones I prioritize. So like, especially around um, holiday time, like Easter holidays and June will be really good mm-hmm. for me. You get all the people from Melbourne and Sydney and Noosa and, um, the, actually, one of the cool experiences I had over the the April holidays, a pregnant woman and her oh, partner. Wow. I mean, she was like five months pregnant and she was just a goddess. Yeah. And she was all about it. It was all her idea. Yeah. So that was very, very unique for me. I've never been with a pregnant – well, I have now been with a pregnant woman. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're with like a couple like – who usually initiates it? And I guess it's, it's different every time. Totally different yeah. every time. Like the last booking I had was about three weeks ago, this couple from Noosa. Yeah. And the, the husband had sort of prefaced the whole situation. Like I want you – he was really like adamant, like are you, you are bisexual because mm-hmm. my wife is quite bisexual. And I said, yeah, for sure. Like so he wanted for me and her to massage each other and just be really slow and sensual yeah. and have our fun yeah. and then for him to take over and he would make love to her and I can just watch or yeah. just be privy to the whole scenario. Oh, wow. So I didn't touch him. Yeah. Um, but there's other situations where I do, you know, engage yeah. with the male and maybe the woman is a bit shy and bi-curious and so I'll lead the way Yeah. and make moves on her. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you ever get – any jealousy with any partnerships and stuff like that or I haven't felt that before uh but I'm really sensitive like I feel like I would always give more attention to the woman if I felt like she was insecure or shy or something yeah uh, and just be playful with the husband but not be like all over him or anything like that in a scenario so I guess you do it is kind of potentially a sensitive situation typically these couples I find to be more solid than a lot of couples I meet like yeah. It takes a lot to but do But I guess that. like even calling a, a service or a person to book an appointment, they've probably already pre-had that conversation before. Yeah, and yeah. oftentimes they've done it before yeah. um, and it might be something that they treat themselves with yeah. like a few times a year. Like, yeah, it's my birthday. We're going to hire an escort. So, yeah. Yeah that's, yeah, that's a thing as well. So let's get into tips for women okay. of what they need. What's your go-to lube? What should they be using? 
in all honesty, I get really horny and I don't need lube much at yeah. all. But if I do, there's one that's like triple X or like the gold one. I think yeah. that's really good. Yeah. Um, Just because you spoke about like your flora and everything like that, does yeah. that react? So do you think? this or? totally. So this plays into it for me and imagination, like the power of the yeah. mind is huge. If I go into an appointment and I'm not genuinely aroused. Yes. And this is something which is fully possible by using your imagination then it might be more chafy, more abrasive. Mm-hmm. And that's when you're at risk of getting a yeast infection or like yeah. creating some sort of like little um, injury. Uh, so I, I'm i really proud to say I get really wet. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> um, and that's a big part of it for me and yeah. like the whole – the experience for the guy as well. Like they get – that you, a lot of people probably think that the man isn't noticing if you just reach over and grab for the lube, but they notice and they yeah. feel quietly chuffed when you don't need to use lube during a session. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm not like a lube pro. Let's move on to the next one. Yeah. So how do you think women could, you know, arouse themselves like pre, like in the bathroom quickly before or anything yeah. to sort of get themselves in the mood to have that? Yeah. It's so important to be attracted to yourself. Yeah. So I'll sort of like, it's almost like I'm watching, touching myself or watching myself as if I'm watching a porno or it's not me, but it's me. And I'm like, damn, that's nice. Yeah. And I do sometimes like have a little, like play with myself a little bit beforehand. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think that it's for a lot of women, there might be some discomfort and shame and body image stuff or even just like societal conditioning around self-pleasure which is so okay and so healthy and I can just say from my own personal experience the times in my life when I'm not um when my sex drive is low yeah I'm not doing so good and then when my sex drive is really high and I'm looking at myself and I'm loving myself I'm in a really good place so I'd say it ties into you know your self-care just like broadly speaking yeah and so how do you think women should go about if they're nervous about initiating sex with their partner um do what you can to feel sexy if that means like putting on some high heels like for me because I'm a short girl with thick thighs high heels makes me feel like an Amazonian like six foot goddess yeah and a lacy robe so and then like the process for me of like taking that off and like pushing them onto the bed and like taking control maybe you're submissive maybe you're dominating like figuring out your role in the bedroom yeah um certainly it in relationships in the past I think I had a more dominate a dominating boyfriend and at times he was older as well and I did sort of feel insecure and I think he even made a comment once about um, I can't remember what it was, but something about my age in the bedroom. And I was like, what? I thought I was so good. Yeah. And then when I started doing the sex work, it's like I was amber gold. Like it yeah. was a different person. She was so like confident. Like a persona of sexiness and femininity. Oh, I can't even get my words out. This wine is really Femininity. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I, maybe even that could be a thing. Like, cha- like mm-hmm. consciously it's like, no, I'm channeling Make up a name if you have to. I don't mm-hmm. know, but that worked for me. When I was Amber Gold, yeah. I was full power. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, even, like, there's days where you've got to honour your energy. Like, sometimes I'll get one of my really good clients call me and I'm like, oh, you know, I actually wasn't – I didn't want to work today. I'm not in the mood. And I can say to them, actually, I just need a good massage and, like, can you treat me? Like, can you pamper me? So – even just like relinquishing to whatever your energy is. Like yeah. if you're feeling more tender, 
ask for tenderness of your partner. So mm. just being really in touch with where you're at and what you need. Yeah. And say you're in a relationship and you've been with someone for a long period of time, what would your advice be for someone that wants to bring their sexy back in their relationship? Call me. Yeah. Book, book me. <laughs> no. I mean, maybe though. I, I think you should do like sexiness classes for women. Like, maybe. Like do classes where people can sort of like write down what makes them nervous, what makes them feel sexy. That's a cool idea. And, like and then workshop things. Yeah. I love that. That's actually super cool. That is really cool. I'll help you. What was the question again? Sorry. I can't remember. <laughs> ah, no, if someone's been in a relationship for a long period uh, of time, like how can they bring their sexy back? Well, I don't know. I've always used sex toys in the bedroom. Yeah. Like I've always, and I don't know if other people do this, mm-hmm. but I'd say if you've not gone down that route, like buy a vibrator, buy a dildo and like mutual masturbation, get them to play with toys on you, get a butt plug maybe. Um, Even just like, you know, romantic baths and taking time to slow down together. I think it's the little things. Like it's that you need to feel connected to your partner. So if it feels like you're losing some sort of like authentic connection in in real life, then probably it's not going to be so great in the bedroom. What about that challenge where you have to have sex with your partner every day for a month for like 30 days or something? (laughs) Yeah. And maybe another thing would be do it outdoors. Like do it if you can't schedule it in in the morning before you leave the house. Like go to the... Go to a creek and have sex in the creek. Well, people like with kids and stuff find it hard and yeah, you know, to and schedule time. And I can't pretend like that's something I can speak to. I've yeah, just got two cats know. and yeah. <laughs> I've got a dog. Pretty crazy over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think if you did a class like that, I think you'd have so many people signing up. I actually love that. I love that. We were talking, I mean, this is all about like being empowered and like you, you were talking yeah. about imposter syndrome before we were, we started recording. I think I would still have to work through some things around this because I look mm-hmm. to like, there's a woman called Kim Anami. Yes. Um, Orgasmic Enlightenment. Yeah. Have you heard of it? Yeah, I have. So good. Yeah. So I feel like she is like the, the queen of this. If anything, yeah. I would be almost like stepping into like not modeling her, but doing it in my own way. Um, but yeah, I think I've got a lot, yeah. you know, when you've, when you're naturally inclined, like towards something, you're really good at yeah. communication yeah, or definitely. whatever it is, you don't, you, you just take it for granted. You don't yeah. realize that maybe you've actually got something to offer yeah. people. I think sometimes, you know, you gravitate towards certain people, you know, you could be offering the same service, like you've got Hungry Jack's. Maccas, sorry to <laughs> talk about food, but you know, they offer the same thing, but you know, you'll connect to one brand more than another. That's true. Because of the people and the experience and how you make them feel. And not everyone is going to follow the same path. That's you know, yeah. you're going to offer things and experiences that no one else can. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's my different flavor. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think it's something you could easily do. And I think you you have people come into your life and gravitate towards you that make your life better because that's the energy you're putting out and that's yeah. what you're pulling back in. I love that. How do you feel? No, like, I, I resonate. You, when yeah. you when you said that idea, I was already picturing myself booking Dragonfly Zen. Yeah. <laughs> like thinking of locations. Well, I can actually <laughs> see like people there writing and you're walking around while we're on the floor writing notes. It's like, definitely like when I was a yoga teacher and a personal trainer, I love, love, love being that 
that person that's yeah. like the teacher. Like yeah. it's a part of me as well. And it's something I haven't done for a little while. So I, I really, it's a beautiful idea. I think you, you know, even though it's the sex industry, you're still connecting and yoga's connecting with people's soul and essence. And I think once you bring everything together, it's just going to explode. It's all one. It is it at is. the end of the day. And I think that's the problem with the sex industry or people stigmatizing it of it is it's also disconnected and like we have yeah. sex in private but these people that are like you know commoditizing it it's something entirely different but it's not and for the most part when I meet clients I, I, I come to understand oh they have a real need for this yeah and um, it's been a process for me and I guess like low like letting go of my own judgments and yeah. ideas about it all but why do you think people look down on the sex industry and put shame probably the way it's been portrayed in in movies and the media yeah. probably and do you think you know the way the world's working now people are starting to open their eyes to a lot more yeah it's in as well it's it's a good and a bad thing because the industry is more competitive than it's ever been yeah um, like if you go to Brisbane or Sydney or Melbourne, there's thousands of escorts in the yeah. city that are competing for business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it's ever been like this before. Mm-hmm. So it's probably social media, like on Instagram, you've got, you can't even tell the difference sometimes between a sex worker's account and just like this gorgeous 18 year old who's posting bikini photos every day. Yeah. So people have been sexualizing themselves for a long time. Definitely. And getting something from it. Yeah. And sex workers, they just they own that it's like sweet I can make a lot of money doing this why not yeah definitely really empowering yeah and I think the role women have lived over the last what say 50 years has dramatically changed you know we're not staying home we're not the homemakers you know Mm. we're getting out there and slaying and working and just really owning our own lives and living for us rather than living for you know you know what I mean totally like like different in the past when I've tried to maintain a nine to five job like and not dissing nine to fives if you love what you're doing and you're doing a nine to five sweet but I've never had a job that I got excited to go to work for like I always felt like it just depleted me I didn't have time to go to the gym I didn't have the enthusiasm or the spark or the creativity like I would lose my my sense of creativity and wonderment and awe and just get real depressed and all and fat fat and depressed that's always been my thing um and for the first time in my life I've got financial freedom time freedom um the opportunity to choose who I work with when I work and to like really work with my energies and I have never been happier or healthier so I guess like to the stigma question it's like well if it's um serving me Mm-hmm. then how how could it be a bad thing? How could it be wrong or bad? It just exactly. it couldn't be. Yeah. Well, I think you're doing amazing work and I think you're going to do amazing things for women oh, in the community you. and beyond. So where can we follow you on Instagram? And uh, So Steffi Raw and I have a blog and a podcast, yes. which I've yet to upload episodes onto, but they will be coming. And so it's at S-T-E-P-H-Y-R-A-W. And uh, if you're a man and you want to find me on the gram, I think it's ambergold underscore XO. We'll pop all the the links (laughs) and everything on our social media and on our website. So we'll have a little 
vlog about Steph and how amazing she is and what she's doing. So thank you so much. Thank you. And I just want to say as well, I really appreciate when I speak to people and they they reflect things to yes. me like really cool business ideas or just anything which I hadn't thought of. Like yeah. I so appreciate when people see the potential in me. It's, Definitely. It's co-creation at its finest. So this is just the beginning for Steph and we're going to see amazing things for this woman. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks and for having me. No doubt we'll speak to her again soon. Bye. Bye.